Uh, it was good. Yeah. We uh, I think we even went out, out dancing afterwards. Ooh. Ooh. Cha cha cha. Lovely. Mm. That's I dressed nice. up as a um, as a um, earless and tailless black cat without any makeup. <laughs> right. And then and then someone gave because I figured someone would have the makeup. Then I got the makeup. Then I realized the sweater I wore I could tie around. Uh, I could because it was mostly black and quite thin. I could twist it up and then tuck it into the back of my belt. And then it was just an earless cat. Ah, just been too much. Just fighting too much. Yeah. Yeah. You've had cat flu or something. Use <laughs> your ears. I don't know. And then uh, well, on the way to the club as we're leaving the person's house there was um sparkly cat ears that were just hanging somewhere so i put those on so oh, then i was an actual cat nice club. except i put my sweater back on on the walk so then <laughs> so you're a toeless cat yeah <laughs> some mangy cat that's that's basically <laughs> it there's there's a place i could go with that but i'm just gonna leave uh, well that's alone yeah that's a very good um, idea and it's a good intro. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games, craft beer, being cats on Halloween, and loads so, of other stuff in between. So I think I think uh, I've been thinking about this. We gave up craft beer a while ago, and it seeps in every so often. Okay, yes, possibly. I think we should give up video games as well, and just say games because we do talk about board games and whatnot sometimes. Occasionally, yes. And then we it's, then we could talk about the football. It's very occasional. Be though, okay. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yes. just, it's also the logo says games and beer. So we've been maybe it does, for yeah. Ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is anything. So so what I'm saying is next week it's going to be um, Heineken and chess. Yeah, okay, Heineken or, and chess. Week. Yeah, or when yeah. United okay. when United lose to City, yeah, it'll just be Lucy say. and I fucking whinging about it. No man, that's mm. sport. That's not game. <laughs> Singular game, yeah. one game and beer. <laughs> well, we have multiple beers this week. We've got multiple games, but I don't know whether any of them are new. We may have some new ones. Who knows? We, we'll, we'll get there in a moment. But first, we're going to drink some beers. Adol, I'm going to start with you this week. What are you kicking off with? This one. <laughs> Hercules. It is a from Great Divide. Brewed and canned by Great Divide in Denver, Colorado. Okay. It is a double IPA. Oh, it nice. has suits no it. flavor it Hercules, mm. but it does have like Hercules as a strongman at a fair because there's a little mm. Ferris wheel. Uh, it is ten percent. Nice. Jeez, starting um, off on that, are you? A good dipper. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I wish it did say what the hops were and whatnot. Mm. You know, as a mm. dipper that's like super strength, it would be curious. But all I know is it's a ten percent double IPA, uh, and yes, I am starting with off with that because I think I want to finish with the other one. Okay. Nice, cool. Um, oh, there's I think some lashings of Citra 
just off the nose. You know, um, maybe a little mosaic. Um, it is as a um, American ale, uh, an ale made by Americans is what I mean. Mm. Uh, it's got quite the quite the frothy head. Yeah, looks very yeah. coppery as well. Yeah, mm. definitely. Almost reddish. Mm. And it's um, it's slightly opaque at the bottom. I don't mm -hmm. see my finger, but it's still mm. still pretty cloudy. Nice. It's got that really in-your-face um, sort of um, smell. Smell. Yeah. <laughs> to, um, yeah. Like I've been on an off day. I did got no. I did got no work done. Eh. Um, <laughs> you think about it. You think about it. Never taste. Mm -hmm. We'll jump to Lucy. What are you drinking first, Lucy? Uh, I am drinking a Beaver Town and Firestone Walker. Uh, ah. collaboration and it's called clinging to summer ipa uh because summer's over i mm -hmm. think we're not even gonna bother cling to it anymore but um it's a 7.3 percent beer doesn't really have any flavor text no i think that's it just 7.3 percent um typical you know beaver town art style for the uh skeletal figures on it and everything yeah uh, yeah this is i haven't had beaver town beer in ages i just haven't seen them around maybe no nor i maybe it's because people are refusing to stop them i don't know which would be weird who knows but um mm. i don't know but yeah i sort of i saw that uh i think it was this and another one in my beer shop and i was like oh i haven't had beaver town for a while pick it up yeah. Definitely. It's not the not the first collaboration they've done with Firestone Walker, is it? No. I seem to remember we had one, maybe may been this year as well. Yeah, was so it a lager? Beginning of the year, possibly. Mm. Yeah, I can't mm. remember. But yeah, I, I've definitely had that. I um, can't remember what it was. They all bleed into one nowadays, you know. So. The thing is, yes, I can't actually do. open it. Is it too slippery? Yeah. Is it a bit too wet? To pop, yeah, and mm. the ring is just. And I don't have any nails, so. <laughs> oh, there, there we, we go. go. There uh, it is. That's some <laughs> solid audio. It almost sounded like <laughs> like one of the sound effects, like we like we we uh, folded it in. It was mm. such a crisp mm. popping of the uh, tab. Yes, we are foley artists around these parts. Hey, mm. I've got one of those little audio yeah. desks just here, just mm. pressing, pressing <laughs> buttons. <laughs> stick some canned laughter in every now and mm. again. And... But yeah, you could immediately smell just like such good citrusy, like tropical fruit flavours. Mm. Ooh, look at that, it's, it's very cloudy. Yeah. Um, probably uh, darkish straw colour. It's got a nice um, one and a half, two finger, white frothy head. Hmm. Looks very, very frothy. You know, you, you were saying, Adam, about is, your yeah. sort of uh, an American-made beer having that, yeah. that froth and that carbonation to it. Uh, mm. I don't know whether it's just loses the way she's poured or, or maybe just how it's been sort of stored or shipped or whatever. Mm. It just seems to have given it a little bit of a, uh, you know, a frothier head than yours. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good-looking beer. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Whilst you drink, I will open mine. Um, oh. I'm going to drink, I don't know whether I think it's the summer still, but I'm going to drink from Unbarred. Uh, oh. 
the SHSF number one. It's a single hop, single fruit series. This is grapefruit okay. and Simcoe. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Do we have flavor text? Only about the brewery itself, which I think we've read before, having had unbarred before. Yes. This has got uh, extra pale ale, wheat, oats, and carapils. The yeast is New England, the hops are Simcoe, and fruit is grapefruit. Hmm. It is, I think it was 7%. Yes, 7%. That's a, that's a healthy percent. Yes. yes. And it's brewed at Missing Link, as a lot of unbarred beers mm, are. Right. Yeah. Because um, I think I had the unbarred, it was, was it two honey beers I had from them? Yeah. I'm just kidding. It, yeah. It was a honey but beer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed. I, I like them both, but I remember there was one that I really, really liked because it didn't exactly taste like honey, so it didn't, right. you know, uh, follow through on that promise. But it was just an amazing juice bomb IPA, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, this is sort of quite orangey in color. Yeah. We've had a very, we had a nice range of colors this evening. Uh, almost no head, a little bit of carbonation, but almost no head to it. And obviously, I'm getting just grapefruit pure up the nose. grapefruit on there. Um, oh. Not kind of getting anything else. Not sure what the what the malts are doing, if anything, in the nose. Probably not. Just just a lot of grapefruit coming mm. from from that. Well, I, don't know, uh, yeah. I, shall, I shall taste it in a moment, but Adol, we'll come back to you as you've had some time. It's creamier than I would have thought. Mm. Um, it is very it's a, it's it's a proper american ipa in that like it's aggressively hoppy yeah. leaves a long yeah. bitter taste um it's very citrusy um and a little piney i want to say but what's interesting <laughs> is there's an undertone from right basically as soon as you get over the creamy texture and the actual taste kicks in there's just this lovely undertone of biscuitiness to offset the hops oh, nice. up until the end of the finish yeah so well balanced huh? Yeah, it's very well balanced. So it's like mm. biscuity, citrus, and then the pine sort of comes in when the citrus starts to get quite sort of quite bitter. <laughs> the pine yeah. sort of comes in at the end. Um, like I said, it has that creamy texture. It um it it does because it's so bitter though. It dries the mouth out. Like like mm. I, I'm I'm reaching for it just so that I don't have to sit with that dry taste in my mouth. <laughs> It's not like super strong bitter, but it lasts mm. a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that coupled with the drying of the mouth is making me reach for smaller sips more often. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. Um, I wasn't expecting that that um, malt balance with the hops. So it's like the, the hops are super strong, but that biscuity maltness is also sort of medium strong mm -hmm. so it's still like an aggressive hoppy beer but because there's something else also pretty strong tasting for the majority of the taste you're like wow this tastes really good and balanced and then when the maltiness sort of slows down then you're like oh right this is super in your face hoppy <laughs> and it, it kind of tricks you by just sort of kind of like um like you're watching uh television and you're in the commercial break and they've normalized everything just to be super loud and so you mm -hmm. get used to that and then you kick back in the program and then it's like oh wait this is what's going on is that kind yeah. of like Oh, transition. Once the maltiness disappears, you're like, oh, right, this is kind of in your face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds very nice, though. Yeah, yeah it's quite, really quite good. Um, How did you get your hands on that? <laughs> uh, they have, they have, they, Corks of Cotton have, they still have it in stock. I bought it uh, for two episodes ago. 
and okay. then didn't end up cracking it. And I was there today, and they still have cans of it. So oh, nice. So, so there must be some UK that's... distributor. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if it ever made it so its way across the pond before. If it yeah, I've never seen needed. Great Divide, even in um, in the Canada. So I don't know. <laughs> the Canada. Where uh, where were they? Uh, Colorado. Yeah, mm. Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Can I keep my eyes out? Yeah, yeah. New brewery. So I can show, re-show you the can, um, just because mm. it's it's quite spotable. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, sure. I just saw it and I was like. That's interesting looking. I would think it, I'll probably like it to some degree. Nice. Doesn't give much away at all, the can either, does it? No, like I was, I, and so part of the bounce, uh, was, I was kind of shocked by it because it's sort of nondescript and I don't know anything about um, Great Divide, so I just didn't sort of, had general, okay, craft brewery, American something, Dipper expectations. And like, oh, there's this, <laughs> like, a well-crafted balance. Good. Not not some of like the sort of fairground ride, ride roller coasters of trades off of taste, but just well balanced. Mm. Good. Good. Nice. Nice. Uh, Lucy, your mm. beer, Beaver Town Firestone Walker. Has it got an American mm. hint to it with the Firestone Walkers getting involved? Mm. I guess just from the hoppiness. There's a lot of hops in it. Speaking of well balanced, like th this beer is just the same. It's really well balanced. You get it's very light as well, um, mm. which you could probably say from the color. Yeah, it's probably going to be quite a light tasting beer, but it is seven point three percent. But you can't taste that al alcohol at all. It, it feels like almost session strength. So yeah, it does bring back those like memories of just you know knocking back you know low four percent you know session strength beers one after one you could definitely just knock this back in in one go but yeah it's it, it starts off like quite citrusy like kind of uh, light light cheese sorry and orange like kind of flavors and then a bit of lemon as well and then mm -hmm. you get like this nice piney bitterness at the end which balances it off really nice uh but yeah it's it's a really good beer uh, mm. i didn't expect to be blown away by it and i'm not but it's just a very well-made, well-crafted beer, and no complaints at all. Good. Nice. Mm. Nice and concise, too. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the Unbarred SHSF number one, which is Grapefruit and Simcoe, <laughs> uh, I mean, you kick through with Grapefruit straight away on the, on the flavour, but it mellows to this slightly sweet maltiness that that verges on on that little bit of oatiness so whether it's the the oats and the the carapils kind of working together to give a, a slight viscosity to it not much at all it's not it's not thick mm. um it's still it's still nice and kind of and, and wet but it's got a, just a little bit of body to it and that slightly slightly sweet oatiness coming through kind of at the end to allow that grapefruit to fade um, and kicking a little bit of bitterness as well works very nicely. This does, I mean, that, that sweetness could be the, the malts kicking through, but I, I think that maybe it's the alcohol just a little bit as mm -hmm. well. I mean, it's only 7%, but whether the whether that, that you know, let's say like a carapil or something has been used to add a little bit on top to kind of mask that, that alcoholness just there, mm -hmm. just a little mm -hmm. bit... Uh, I can't quite 
tell yet because it's it's just there. It's so sort of subtle. It's yeah, just right. kind of being picked out. Um, you know, against kind of like the the not sourness, but you know, against the against the grapefruit sort of flavour in the in the four to to kind of move into that sweetness afterwards. So it is it is just noticeable, but mm. very pleasant still. Um, and it's it's kind of as you say, Lucy, with yours, it's not kind of you know it's not blowing my head off. Yeah, uh, but it's just a very nice, very pleasant beer uh even with that sweetness and that slight you know uh, slightly higher percentage i think i could very easily reach for a, another one even now and i'm only yeah. you know a little way through it so good rounding off, off the, yeah mm-hmm. rounding very off well autumn colored beers yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> but maybe not maybe not autumn beers no. however i mean it seems to have gone for that this week as 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 for like a dipper, it's actually because of that creaminess, mm-hmm. it gives it a bit more weight, as lo- along with the fact that it's a, a proper ten percent dipper. Yeah. Um. So this actually feels kind of autumnal in the sense of like yeah, yeah. But it's like this would I wouldn't necessarily reach for it at the height of summer, for example, because it's mm-hmm. quite heavy in the alcohol yeah. and quite heavy in the texture. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 actually, I thought I was doing that what I did a few weeks ago, where it's like. I just I want a spring in my step type beer, and I was like, oh, this yeah. actually sort of fits the like, not the dregs of winter, you know, which yeah. mid teens, mm. kind of dreary, kind of sunny. Yes, <laughs> definitely been dreary today. Yeah, well, I've barely opened my curtains, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> what have you been doing all day, Lucy? <laughs> I've been playing Red Dead all day. <laughs> Hooray! Or Red Dead Re- Revolver. I think I have that on the PlayStation yeah. 4. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might, st- I, I might, I might stream Red Dead Re- Revolver actually this weekend. That'll be my Ooh, new thing. Do it. I'll it. <laughs> as, as everyone's like, wow, the graphics are really bad on your PlayStation. What's up with that? <laughs> it's slightly arcadey and schlocky as well. What's, what's yeah. going on with this? <laughs> oh, God, and you're terrible with a controller. <laughs> <laughs> You should do it though, um, Lucy. So, how, how are you liking Red Dead? Um, it was the last week we spoke about it. It All was days. Yes. I don't know what day it is. Um, yeah, my first uh, thoughts on the game was, "Am I enjoying it?" And then I yep. started to grow to understand the pacing, the slow pacing, and the um, the controls are clunky, but you get used to those. I'm now about forty hours in probably mm-hmm. 47% of the way through the story, I think. And, um, <laughs> yeah, 40 hours. <laughs> because I've just been spending so much time in, like, the world, and mm. um, I've, I've really, truly grown to, like, really, 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 really like this game. Um, it's, it, it's one of those few experiences that I have, you know, out of my gaming lifetime uh, that actually just draw me into the world and I want to poke it like around every corner and see all, all there is to see um, you know I seldom get the time or the impetus to do that with most games um, mm. probably things like Hollow Knight or Breath of the Wild last year or going all the way back to like the the older Rockstar games like Vice City and San Andreas it's like it, it, it rarely happens for me but this one, just the fact that I just want to play it from dawn till dusk every single day, 
mm. it's just a testament to how how excellently crafted the world is and how every single time where you go like ex explore or just go off the beaten track you're constantly rewarded by finding new and interesting things things that i want to spoil but you know there's always little scenarios there's always little like dioramas of like i go into this house and you piece together what happened and yeah someone crafted that and it's like well many people crafted that over you know tons <laughs> of hours and stuff like that and it's like the amount of care and detail put into these things and that you know make a story and you can also and it also leaves you know i think you know, a bit of space to be interpreted in your own way. Like, what what the hell actually happened here? It's not yeah. always clear cut. It's not always you know explained, and it's those little vignettes and that just make me want to just get lost in this world. I mean, the mm. stories also. Like, I, I'm I'm not always compelled to go to the next story mission straight away, um, especially mm. because that can trigger uh, missing um, like side missions and stuff like that. <laughs> optional side missions. Um, so I'm not always going from story beat to story beat, but I'm still... Oh, oh whose phone is doing that? I don't know, I threw mine away and it's on airplane mode. Oh, I mean, my on? phone is just cycling from Wi-Fi, but I turned that off, so... Hmm. I didn't hear anything. I suspect Kim I've... stood on the other side of the wall with her mobile against the wall or something. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> she won't be. Sorry, Lucy. No, it's alright. I was going interrupted on. Interrupted by interference and me. No, no, it's alright because I was just going on a tangent. So, like, what do I? <laughs> I could speak for hours about this I mean, game. As, but as I really don't know what you're you thinking. Know, as you've done, and as I kind of do in in Red mm. Dead, you you kind of maybe start out with some kind of intention of where you want to go and think. Actually, I will go and do a mission now, but something mm -hmm. will happen on your way there that you'll suddenly just do something else mm, or, or yeah. chat to somebody else um, and there's so many little as you say vignettes to explore and interactions to have uh, around the environment and this is kind of like the big selling point that we kind of jumped on last week that it's just so well made in its environmental yeah. storytelling mm -hmm. uh, and the way it weaves in what seem very kind of natural scenarios for you to to come across and of course they're all very deliberate and very crafted for you yes. to find and, and, and engage in but it feels natural it feels like it's done mm. very very well yeah um, and as you said I, that's just a testament to like the level design like completely the, completely the, like you you go somewhere there's always something off in the distance that you want to see and there are like plane markers it's like oh we're gonna have a smoke trail up into the sky so you can mm -hmm. definitely go over there but it's like wherever you are in that map you always see something in your periphery and just like, I want to go do that, and I think... It, that kind of reminds like, me of hmm. Breath of the Wild. Exactly, I was just about that. to say. Yeah. It's complete, it's absolutely the same, just the way that they tailor that game to, you know, be like, okay, I'm here up on this tower, I'm going to see a shrine over there, and like a Bacoblin camp over there, and it's like... There's, and yeah. I'll probably get distracted a million times just in between going there, and it's... Yeah. As you say, Ben, it's purely intentional, and... But it feels so absolutely natural, and that's just mm. a testament to how good the level I'm, designers on this game were. I'm so happy that we finally got to a point of open world games where there the site markers are organic, mm. not floating icons that you unlock by going up a mountain and throwing an eagle 
egg at the ground. I mean, I I rarely play open world games because a lack of time and b they just don't interest me. Like Ubisoft open world games do not interest me at all whatsoever. So mm. to to find but one, how will you find out what the what happened to that? One generation in time's descendant of the assassins who went they because apparently they're all related, but they're also from very different countries in as in the several hundred year period or thousand years now. I don't think since since maybe Assassin's I Creed don't care. the third does. two game revelations. Did the the real world protagonist die at the end of that one, or was that Assassin's Three? I don't remember. Desmond yeah, definitely Desmond. died. He, he did die, didn't he? And I think no. that kind of cut off the. Yeah, they're still going kind of on it. Thing. Yeah, but don't still they still have the modern it. day crap? Yes, they do. They do. Yeah, they still have that. They, still have just, that. they just grab another person. Yeah. Yeah. Just random. <laughs> random. Oh, I mean, like the... you, hobo. <laughs> you might be related to assassins. <laughs> in nope. origins, in origins, it now, was. They need an offshoot where they kidnap a ho hobo and it's like Baker Street <laughs> because. <laughs> Shoot, 1,200 years ago, his family were, were some of the best bakers. <laughs> German bakers. We haven't been to Germany yet. Isn't that isn't that what Overcooked is? They just s stuck someone someone in a, a thing and they I were shot. The point is that they can now steal genres <laughs> and successful like clone games and just put their stupid fucking AI bullshit from the future thing in the front of it. So in order to play Overcooked, you have spent 15 minutes in a bunch of bullshit cutscenes wandering <laughs> around the lab. And then yeah. suddenly it kicks into the game. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm. At least Red Dead doesn't have any of that pretension to it. Uh, or, or, or kind of hidden you know, hidden agenda, but... Dual plotline nonsense? Yeah. 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 It doesn't need to. Yeah. yeah, the story's good enough as it is, you know? I love Arthur. Arthur's such a great character. He is. He is. Uh, we, were, we were saying earlier, Lucy. He's definitely surpassed John Marston for me. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I mean, I can't remember whether we said it last week or not, but I love the way that they're depicting John, uh, you know, as a member of the gang. The way he is kind of spoken to and spoken mm -hmm. about, going from Red Dead Redemption, where he is the you know anti-hero, you kind of feel for him. You. Mm you're in his you're in his boots you're experiencing things as him and seeing the story from his eyes and then suddenly to see him from a different perspective is is absolutely brilliant it's a really yeah. good way of, of revisiting yeah. a, a character and kind of pre-visiting yes okay Pre yeah jesus <laughs> and, and it just builds context around like oh i absolutely love dutch i think it, yeah. the voice actor whoever he is what a standout job, like one of the best examples mm. I can remember of like brilliant voice acting in a game. It's tremendous, just like how he just encapsulates that kind of character and just how he's, you know, he's trying to tell everyone that he's got everything under control, but he's just losing the plot completely. And it's like just the way his voice cracks when he, you know, He's, you know, the group's under duress or they're having to move camp again or something, you know, stuff like that. It's just so good. Like, you never expect, like, Rockstar to, you know, tell such a... I mean, they've always told good stories, but this is just on a completely different level. 
compared to their previous work. Yeah, completely. And, and as we were saying before, and you know, has, mm. as, as many kind of other podcasts and news outlets have kind of reported on, you know, the the working editions and crunch and all of that. But you can, mm. you really can see the amount of time that has gone into this yeah. game through its systems, through the world, through the way it looks, through the interactions. Yeah. Absolutely everything screams production such value. high quality and, yeah. high, and a high production value. That's why it's like, even though it's heartbreaking just to hear those stories come out, it just makes me appreciate the game a million times more. Yeah. Just knowing what people sacrifice just to make this game. It just yeah. makes it even more special. But you could it's have crappy, taken but, you know. six to eight months more and made the same exact game and not been an asshole. Absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. But it, but it's just like... Yeah, I mean, work this, conditions this, is the, this is the world we life. live in. It's just... Yeah, shit. but it's, it was like the quote that one of the House of Brothers game where it, it gave where it's like, oh, we want this... We don't want to break the immersion. We, we don't want, like, gamers to realise that this is a game. We want, want, you know, and it's like... That just takes away everything that this game is. Like, I couldn't imagine like playing a game and just think, "Oh, it just got churned out by the computer," and that's mm. it. Like playing the Obra Dinn, which we might speak about later. It's like knowing that was made by one guy. Yeah, that just makes it even more incredible. Yeah. Mm. So it's an odd thing, which I think. Um... I think it has to do with the fact that we had, like, gaming went into the blockbuster model much like mm. movies did. And like in, in film, most filmgoers don't really know what all the roles are and they don't really mm. think about... They might think about actors and directors, but nothing else. Like below-the-line mm. crew do, don't matter. Yeah. Right? And, and it's a big sort of black box and that seems to be how it's accepted in sort of pop culture. And I feel like because... Started entering in the same sort of paradigm of like indie, triple A blockbuster that like mm. there, there's been no move to educate. It's just like well, this is the model that we're trying to emulate. So yeah, if, and I th- if you're not the voice actor, well, but it makes even less sense because like the voice actors do so little in comparison <laughs> yes. to like even just like the the leads. But like you might hear about like a kind of a director, but like the main like. Even the main people behind games, we don't hear much from, unless they're like, uh, um, like Stephen Molyneux or someone else, like some rand, like very, 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 yes, right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Case in point, you just proved yeah. your own <laughs> argument. Yeah, it's like I just don't see games that way. It's like, could you like, like I don't know, picture Mario, and it's not like you don't immediately see Miyamoto. That would just most people in the world will do that. I know, yeah, and it's like, they just mm. don't know, but it's like, that's why games just appear even more special to me, because it's like, I know, you know, you, you're aware of the work and the people who behind it, it's like, and that's a shame that I don't see that with movies, I, I couldn't even name you, like, half the directors of, like, even my favourite films. Oh, what, what are your favourite films? New uh, game. Jurassic Park. Bang like that. You know who directed Jurassic Park. Some dude. <laughs> Are you kidding it me? Was, no, I know, I know it's Spielberg. Yes. yes, yes, I know. It's, okay. Don't worry. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of films that I like, like... Keep going. We're going we're gonna to see how, if, if, if your claim is, is accurate. I can't remember who directed Die Hard. I just can't. Oh, shit. I should know this. Who did direct Die Hard? Jerry Bruckheimer. I don't know. No. I can't remember. No. <laughs> 
but I can't like remember. It. And that's what I'm saying. It was it, probably it Bruce Willis, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was. Um... <laughs> you think I can't remember? Um, Forrest Gump was Zemeckis, by the way. I know um, John Wu was Face Off. Oh yeah, fucking right. You know John was. Uh, there's so yeah, many. Absolutely. There, but that's easy because there's a goddamn <laughs> dove scene. Um, <laughs> that film's so good. <laughs> um, that film's amazing. Um, that is, uh, John that is definitely. Die Hard. John McTiernan. Okay. Sorry. You see, but yeah, so I, I don't. You know, act, so don't I can't know. even remember what else he's done. But we, we, I mean, we do get this as you, as we've been sort of talking about. You do get this parallel with, with games now and with big sort of blockbusters because we had like news today that um, Tabata is leaving Square Enix. Probably twenty years too late. Well, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but all of the DLC that was coming for, or apart from the the one that is, you know, the most that's going to come out soon, hmm. the rest of the remaining DLC that was to be developed for Final Fantasy Fifteen is now just cancelled and he leaves and they just to be honest they got a good run out of the dlc for that game they got a good run yeah they got like three years worth of extra content on top of that game i still haven't years or gone more than 20 minutes into that game and that makes me sad it's it's definitely a hard open final fantasy 15 is hard open it's um you you've kind of got to just bear with it for a little bit which is which sucks i mean i, I fucking hate anything that you've got to be like well this game's you know 30 to 40 hours long so at least you know the first hour don't worry about that you just get yeah, past this, the first this hour. idea like percentages <laughs> like oh no it's like it's like four percent of the game is really slow and then it picks up yeah but it's an epic game and i don't have that many hours yeah percentages yeah. are not great i i i I was just thinking about that, like, in terms of Red Dead. I hate when people say, oh, you know, it's a really good game. You just have to get through the first 15 hours. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> but that's Red Dead. <laughs> it's but, like, yeah, I mean, you but should. But it is a good game, it. according to like, you. But right? I didn't... I yeah, did, but I'm sure I mean, Assassin's is, Creed Origins... No. No. Okay, no. But I, no. I, didn't feel, I didn't feel like that about mm. Red Dead at all. I didn't well, feel... Do you know what I had would to... be a good movie? Sorry, game. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you. Why don't you say your thing, then I'll say my stupid joke. It involves... <laughs> it's right. you do joke. It's right. you do joke. If it was Assassin's Creed, but with Ori, drunk Ori. with gin... <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting game. But don't taint Ori. Like I said, a drunk Ori hobbling hob- no, around no, and no, stabbing no. people in the back? No. no. <laughs> Ori's, Ori's a, a, a sweet-natured spirit. That's why it's good. It's a vertex no. meditation. <laughs> he wouldn't get drunk on Jim. Smashes back a bottle of Bombay Sapphire. Oh, well, he would. Come on. <laughs> moves Jin, on Jin's to the old from... London beef eater. Jin, Can you imagine that? that the, that's the opening, like, cut Stabs you know, everyone. Like, you expect it to probably make you cry, but in the second game, it's him just knocking that gin. Yeah, because yeah, what happens is yeah, what happens is he and then stumbles the third upon game a is juniper the bush. <laughs> right in the forest, he's in the forest. He finds a juniper bush. He meets a guy who's like, "What are you doing with that bush?" He's like, "I'm making a tasty drink made from the botanicals and the berries." And then he redistills his vodka with the berries and some other things. Just try it out. And then Ori's like, wow, this is great. And then his eyes go, whoop. And then he stabs the motherfucker in the back because he's an assassin now. <laughs> great Ori. <laughs> I think Ori does have like a sword in, like, the, in yeah. the game. So you're not far off. The Sorry. Redemption of Ori anyway, from being an alcoholic to world saving. Red Death. 
Um, what was I said about Rangers? Um, Fifteen hours. Uh, yeah, I uh, I didn't feel with Red Dead that it was hard to kind of start. Uh, I thought that I actually did, it, yeah. it kind of I, I thought that it put you with that whole to sleep. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was it was yes it is slow but that is the nature of the kind of the entire game it's not like yes. the first 10 well, 20 minutes first hour is slow and the rest slow, of it is right? packed you're just not i just think i wasn't expecting that you know i was expecting a lot of gunslinging this and that just like fast-paced story but it's not that oh, at all so if you want that you i appreciate it the new overwatch character who is a cowboy with dynamite oh, yes. oh is he a she ash yeah oh <laughs> Cowgirl, outlaw, probably an outlaw. Bandita, oh, mm. choice timing. Oh, I think that was a very Intent. deliberate. Yeah. yeah, very well played. Very yeah. well played. Okay. I mean, Especially it's a medium the announcement range... of a mobile Diablo. You know, you've yeah. got to you've yeah. got to kind of balance those things but out, it's, haven't you? It's a it's a medium range with scope rifle character with a shotgun and, and a bomb that you can throw. I'm like, oh, it's like. Stats or like gameplay wise, it's the exact type of hero I'd want to play. I like scope, but I like running and gunning, so I hate snipers that are like on games like this where you have so little health if you try and run and gun because you have to actually play the sniper role. Have you have you played her? Have you have you played Origins? Uh, Uh, Origins. Overwatch. I own Overwatch. Christ. Uh, I I think I may have installed it. Okay. Um, you got that far. You got further than me. Yeah. I played the they demo. Also, so we, I got it in the humble bundle earlier this year. Uh, oh, although okay. I did play a couple rounds on the Xbox, but mm. um, the I also got Destiny Two in a humble bundle like three months ago, and they've just announced they're giving it away for free on the PC to everyone yeah. with a Blizzard account. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, humble bundle. And by that I mean, God, that sucks. That game I have <laughs> two missions on. Since I got it for free, is now more for free. Because <laughs> <laughs> technically, it was part of my twelve quid a month or whatever, right? Yeah. You still, you still paid some kind of money to have access yeah. to it. And, yeah, and now I, now I, just have access to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've hit the three O's of gaming, haven't we? Ori, Origins, and Overwatch. Um, can't think of any more O's. Uh, so, oh, uh, man, poor Kim. <laughs> The bigger <laughs> to um to round to round this red dead chat off. One final question, Adol. Uh, are you interested in picking it up? Is this something um, that you think would kind of if, you know d- dissertation I... thrown out the window? Oh fuck! If I didn't have a dissertation, I would have bought it by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never finished Red Dead One though. Okay. okay. Um, because I got it at a time similarly. So I got it when I was finishing my master's uh, in Amsterdam and had my Xbox 360 and I bought it on recommendation and it, I really enjoyed fucking around and riding around but didn't really deal with like I treated it like, kind of like a GTA game where I was like, I have access to things I'll just ride around and not worry about the plot and then I was like, oh shit, I need to stop playing all my video games because I need to write my thesis. <laughs> yeah, because it and came out I, in I, May, didn't it? 2010. Which yeah. was in between uni, uni years for me, so that's perfect. Yeah, so for, for me, it was. Uh, I, I bought it sort of on sale a couple years later mm. because it didn't seem like it. I was kind of waiting for it to come out on PC, and it, it was like, mm-hmm. this isn't going to happen. I'll buy it on the Xbox. No, uh, never did. And, then, and then I never, after that, sort of like one month of sort of off and on poking on it, and then being like, shit, I need to pack. Like, I literally 
unplugged the Xbox because I needed to write. And then and it was on my shelf for ages. And actually, a couple months ago, I finally sold the Xbox 360 mm. discs because I was like, <laughs> never going to play this because I'm trying to sell my Xbox One. Mm. Um, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I just played games and doing anything at uni. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, uh, it is sad, though, because I, I really wanted to finish it because i heard such great things and my mm. experience was really positive and it wasn't like the plot bored me i was just mm. really just happy with the world and, it, and one of the reasons why i'm super into trying it out now <coughs> with the sequel is the world is even better so i suspect i'll take my own goddamn sweet time with it because i did mm. that with the previous iteration yeah i mean if you've if you've got uh if you've got like free listening time it, it might be worth um uh, going on Waypoint's podcast feed because they've just done two episodes on their playthroughs of Red Dead Redemption. Spoilers? And, you know, sorry? Spoilers? Um, I don't remember. I've only listened to the first one uh, where they get up to obviously get up to a certain point in the game and stop talking about it. Um, but I don't think anything was... I mean, nothing was spoiled for me, obviously. So I don't know whether I was paying that much attention to kind of the finer details of what they were talking about and, and things like I that. Mean, it was more kind of their views on how it was constructed <coughs> versus, uh, you know, versus the, the new version. So Yeah, I mean, I... It I, up, so, I mean, I know you sold your Xbox, but it's backwards compatible. It still holds up. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, so so I think I might... I think it's available on the PS4. Yeah, only through PS Now, I think. Oh really? Oh, that's you a might shame. you might be able to buy it on the store. It's just a PS3 game. I'm not sure. I was gonna say because I I have Red Dead Redol Revolver on the PS4 as yeah. a downloadable game. PS is I that mean a PS2 classic game something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I also have the um, what's the one based on the movie? Um, Rockstar game early, The Warriors. Yes. Oh, Warriors that, is a great game. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I was so happy. So when that came out on the PS Store, I was like, fantastic, because it's like, I, I've only played a little of this at a friend's place because I've never had the right system at the right time, and this was like, oh, and this game is great, and the movie's great. I don't know who directed that either. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, I mean, that the, the Warriors is a game does goes in a yeah, lot correct. of, uh, you know, a, a lot of prequel stuff, doesn't it? Um, that's that's kind of that happens it's all the lead up to the beginning of the film yeah, and then it kicks into really stuff in the film. It, yeah. but it, it gets the tone of that film the game gets the tone of that film perfectly uh and, and there's, there's a few like obnoxious things that you've got to do like spray painting and tagging and stuff that oh yeah kind of but thrown that's like, in because yeah. you know you've got to do those extra bits in a game but it, it just sort of like the way that the game the story progresses is really good and the music is spot on to kind of match the tone of the film uh, yeah, yeah, very much. Warriors so. is brilliant. I'd I'd probably I'd play the Warriors over Red Dead Redemption. Really? Yeah, oh, absolutely well. no doubt. I mean, I I, I I love the film as well. So I've never seen the film or played the game. Ah, I was playing like... State of Emergency around the time, which is good. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says; those games are really good. That's fair. <laughs> A good point to finish on go and play the warriors and state of emergency yes uh, i've already opened another beer oh shit man i was waiting hankering. patiently hankering for another one so i cracked yes. cracked open another beer um it's a much lower percentage but it is a stout 
and it is only 4.2%, but it is the shadow future, mm, that way, from Good Chemistry Brewing. Oh. Uh, they've had a load of new beers come into the shop. Uh, I say a load, three or maybe four. Uh, but what does this one say? What do they say about shadow future? Of the glasses? Uh, yeah. This is a dry stout brewed with oats and rye. No frills, no fuss. This is a straightforward beer for when you need a little roast in your life. Uh, the beer suits 66% log fires, 73% a good book, and 52% roast dinners. I'm doing neither, none of those at all. Uh, if you want to know the stats, the original gravity is 1.039. What's FG? I never remember. 1.007. Final gravity. Final gravity. Good. I'm pretty sure. And the IBUs are 39. As I say, it's 4.2%. Oh. Very life first out. Yeah. Very, very yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. You, like, Was it two weeks ago you had a stout or something that was also quite low? Mm. It was... Maybe. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 4.2% or something like that. It may be, yeah, probably exactly mm. the same. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah. I see a can in your hand. Yes. I poured myself a Vimto. Bloody hell. <laughs> what? It, it's dark purple in colour and it has well, it started out with like a two finger, very pink, uh, frothy head. Um mm. it is Sorry, sorry, can you just say that series of words again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> You can rewind. Oh no! Uh, it's it's a beer from Black Iris Brewery. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called Hey Bay Bay. Oh, nice. Clever. It's first bay is B A Y and the second bay is B A E, and it's a blackcurrant and bay leaf saison. Oh, which we're using bay leaf and thought you just use those for like garnishing. Yeah. Um, I put bay leaves in a fish pie the other day. Nice. Is that a euphemism? Mm. It was. No, <laughs> it's not a euphemism. Because those <laughs> things have sharp edges. That's just, that's some kink. That's what I like. It's got can't, into you can't today. help it. Can't help it. Uh, today, it's got black, black currants. Yes, every day. Black yeah, currants, bay leaves, coriander seeds in this one. And it's four percent, four hundred forty mil can. Nice. Also, there's definitely needs to be a meme where it's just a picture of a bay leaf or two bay leaves. Mm. And then, bay day. Yeah, and the, no, and then the other one is like Beyonce, like walking out of the room. Bay leaves. <laughs> oh no! You've got Photoshop. <laughs> make it happen. I no, I I'm an ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, um, make it happen. I what are you drinking, ideas man? Ideas man is drinking this. It's a North Brewing and Boundary collaboration, the Baltic Porter. Which I don't think we've talked about. No. Yeah, it's like it was in the bottle shop. I'm like, oh shit, we've done a North collaboration recently. Don't think it's this one. Um, so it is. Um, again, they do that thing where they don't say a lot. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of like random text, but it's all because like there's just credits. So it's a Baltic Porter, it's 7%. Um, 
Has it got bits in it? Is there stuff there? Yeah, there's nothing. It's two pants. Two pants. Excellent. Yeah. Hmm. We like two um, pants. So boundaries in Belfast. Um, which I find interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I thought it's interesting. It's interesting that they call it, like it's a Baltic porter, and so I was hoping for some flavor text to figure out what makes it Baltic because it's clearly not the origin of either of the the collabs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but who knows? Uh, the ingredients are water, barley, hops, and yeast. Okay. Is it the same as uh, do we we had before where we were trying to work out like what an international IPA was or something like that, you know, a, a, a beer style that they thrown the word international <laughs> in front of. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah, the IIPA. Yeah, and people had said, like, it's because they've used this ingredient or, or yeah. it's been brewed in this certain way. So I, I think the international IPA was literally, like, because they were taking all, all of all of the standard ingredients except were from different countries. And it's like, yeah, like, like at least on that one, because we looked up what the the brewer had said, and they're like, the hops are from here, the yeast is from here. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it is dark as fuck, <laughs> <laughs> as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's got um, it's sort of like almost no head on the pour. Like, I mean. Mm. I don't know if you can see there. You can that's a little better. You can see that it's just like has a bit of a rim of a head, which usually happens in the glass. But there's just nothing on the actual center. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's so sweet, chocolatey nose. Slight. Smell the smell the malts. Not super biscuity, but like just that that malty sort of general mm. tone in the nose, which usually is all you get on the nose mm. from malts. Um, uh, we haven't talked about the taste of Lucy's, so why don't we Bef move to that? Bef or do you Before we do that, I just just for you guys, myself and the listeners, Baltic Porter, this is from Google. Ah. Uh, well, it's actually from brewwiki.com. Baltic Porter is a very high alcohol, sweet, robust porter that originated in the Baltic States. Baltic Porter reflects both the character of original British porters Hmm. And the character of sweeter, highly alcoholic Russian Imperial stouts. Okay. Oh, it's a porter I... Russian Imperial stout. I mean, I mean that does explain the seven percent. Yeah, because yeah. I was about to say it's like you know I thought it was just made called Baltic Porter because I thought they're just sending it to like the Baltic regions. You know, like yeah. Imperial stouts <laughs> like they're Imperial stouts because they needed. To ship them across, yeah, you know, hundreds of miles of sea, and that's why they're stronger in alcohol content uh, to make it make the journey. So I was wondering if that was the same thing. Kind sort of, of, kind of. Uh, most, most of the Baltic of, states almost. are landlocked as well, so probably wouldn't be going across the sea. I, I, I think she meant from here to there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> turns Geography. out we're not landlocked with the Baltic states. <laughs> that's true. Yes, you're right. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. One, no two, man remember. is an island, but the United Kingdom is definitely one of them. Also mm. part of another one of them. <laughs> also bits of other ones. The and whole Earth is an island floating through dark. Uh, no, island is, is island is defined <laughs> by water. And there's no water on the edges of the Earth, so it's not an island. Alright, Mr. Scientist. Oh man. Surely <laughs> there are water there is water on the edge of the Earth. 
You mean the cloud? The earth is flat, though, so that doesn't... Yeah, wa the water is the earth name... Is a globe, so it has one edge. No, it has four edges, because of... it's a square. It's flat. Oh, so it's a disc? <laughs> Six edges, I suppose. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a cube. It's a cube. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the idea is... throw the... earth theories. The cube idea of theory. an island isn't that there is a line of water on its edges. It's that it's surrounded by water, which yeah, itself right. is a region that's contiguous. <laughs> Lucy, how's your beer taste? Yeah. Space right. Island. <laughs> space. <laughs> From now on, planets are called Space Island. Are you happy now? I like that. I much prefer that. And you know what's um, weird? Pluto hmm, isn't a space island. I was island. about to say. There's we can call Pluto Space Island. I mean, we can also call the moon a space island. It is. And the sun's a space island. The biggest. No, well, not the, the biggest. biggest. The fair, biggest in, in our solar system. In, you do fly ships in space. They're islands. Ships. Space. They're moving islands. Yeah, they're on the sea. Yes. Actually, Point. take a step, step, take a step <laughs> back. Um, if you enter the Star Wars universe, they call the thing the Imperial Navy. Hmm. Hmm. Mmm. Well, similar More sea things. So, according to Star Wars canon, or Ion... <laughs> That's the uh, best one tonight. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, so, anyway, um, Thingy, uh, we were talking about Bread Dead Redemption. Have you played Bread Dead Redemption? No, Bread. it is. Lucy, Bread, how does your beer, <laughs> Bread does your dead. No, beer Bread taste? Dead. No, Bread Dead. The game Bread Dead Redemption. <laughs> it's a game. Anyway, there was I Am Bread. Beer. There was the game I Am Bread, but that, yeah. something different. Um, it's it's very fruity. You definitely get in the black current. Um, in terms of a saison, it's it, it, you get that quite like prickly, like uh, kind of fizzy and quality to it. Um, the coriander seeds give it slightly herbal. Taste, which um, which kind of align with like most saisons. Um, it's quite vinous in quality. It's, it, it very much errs that line between what is just a fizzy drink and what is a beer. So, mm. Mm. in terms of picking up a saison, I probably wouldn't pick up this um, okay. again. It's it, it's not offensive in any way. It's it's very you know it's very drinkable, but it just tastes like a fizzy fruit drink, which hmm, I'm not I'm not always a fan of. You know, but. Mm. It's alright. It's alright. Okay. It's alright. That's fine. Sometimes, you know, we have these kind of beers, don't we? Someone tries something new and it doesn't quite resonate with us. Mm. Yeah, I don't know where the bay leaf is coming from. Maybe that's also making it taste slightly herby and um, yeah. maybe that's helping along with coriander seeds. No. Mm, maybe, it's, maybe, you know, again, it, it could be something in there just to balance out the coriander seeds to maybe stop a. A slightly soapier kind of uh, yeah. taste kicking mm. in. They but, find that maybe yeah. bay leaves just just pick that back up very slightly to make it. Yeah, this isn't soapy. Mm. This isn't soapy yeah, at all. Because bay leaves aren't super strong, but they no. do give mm. that. A yeah, that's character. what it's like. Just thought like mainly a bit of garnish, but yeah, it's not bad. But it's not blowing my socks off. Okay. Okay. Are you wearing socks? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. So it'd be impossible you, you to blow them me off as at a, this point. You, yeah, you strike me as someone who doesn't wear socks at home. I'm of a similar ilk. Yeah, I don't really. I take them off almost immediately. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. 
Good point. Unless I'm at someone's house, in which case it feels weird to just mm. take off some undergarments. Mm, that's fair. That's mm. fair. Good. Good. The, the, shadow future. <laughs> uh, the Shadow Future is a a very good stout. It's doing kind of nothing nothing it's doing nothing you're right it was it's doing nothing different i suppose mm-hmm. it's got no you know big kind of caramelly or, or toffee flavors it's it's just a very well roasted very easy easy stout and obviously it's 4.2 percent so it's going down very quickly but it's you're getting a slight slight coffee and chocolate kind of mix okay leading into a kind of that that roasted kind of nature to it it's not super viscous it's a little bit wet uh finishes you know a little a little dry possibly but it's kind of i mean smell and and flavor kind of link up very well um mm-hmm. mm. and it's kind of it's it's just a very easy very easy drinking stout and I mean, I had this out of the fridge. I put it in the fridge to chill it a little bit, but kept it out for about an hour. And it's probably, even now, it's probably just about the right kind of temperature to drink it, that it's just just slightly chilled. So I wonder whether that's making it a little easier to go down as well. But it, it just, it's sitting super well. It's just really good. Excellent. Good. Really good without having to do... A whole lot. Something. Yeah, exactly. Without having to do a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because that's is it. Well, it was, I'm sure it was last week when you had the low percentage stack. It's like yeah. yeah, two for two. That's good. I think it was two yeah. weeks ago because I was around. Really? But, uh, Maybe it was start, three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> but that's good because it's like stats always want that like at least seven percent like. Yeah, you want that creamy yeah. denseness and density and creaminess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just a nice so, big warm hug. Mm, mm. Warm, slightly below room temperature. Yeah. Hug. <laughs> well, it's, if it's like eleven percent. Oh, which reminds me of that I have um, I think it's my favorite beer of like the year so far. That and mm. I think Tidus the Lurvig that was at your stout party the <gasps> other day. Oh yeah, I went to a stout evening. Yeah, you should talk about that. Um, got a little bit drunk. It, <laughs> I missed out because I slept in, and by that I mean yeah. I passed out on the on the couch, I'm like twiddling my thumbs, being like, "I have three hours before I need to leave the house again," and then I passed out until much too late, and I felt like utter trash. Oh. You know, I think you, yeah, you messaged just just as we'd got there, saying, "I've woken up." Yeah, and there was and maybe was an like, hour and a half left for it to be open. Oh. So. And there, and it would have taken an hour for me to get there. Because yeah. Um, before we get on to that particular event, I'll just tell you about this Baltic Quarter. Um, yes, yes. Sorry, it was the uh, bearded oh, yeah. lady uh, from Magic Rock. Right. Uh, the dessert mm-hmm. beer. Yes. That's really good. I've got that waiting. Right. £5 for 330 mils, though. Oof. Absolutely I mean, worth it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm actually surprised. It's 7%. It's it's got much more viscosity, that sort of creamy texture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got these like really lovely, like soft dried fruit, like 
dried plum prune sort of the sweetness of the plum but the dried sort of character yes so i wouldn't say it's like pruney i would say it's like a dried plum if that makes mm -hmm. sense given that yeah. we're dicing up taste um right at the end of the of the taste it just yeah. has sweet character um it's you chocolatey. usually have that with baltic porters you have that kind of plum like fruitiness yeah uh, with the chocolate Found a lot of that yeah the chocolate's actually lighter than i would have suspected there's a, it has to do with like it's only slightly sweet on the on the front and then it doesn't really last the sweetness mm. um and coming through is like a very low um, roasted maltiness, but very light given given that it's a porter. Mm -hmm. And then there's this like slight aniseed licorice flavor going on, yes. like yeah. very delicately in there. Like I didn't notice it in, until for a while. Um, but all that sort of wrapped up in this like sort of more substantial mouthfeel just makes it like like not chewy, but like. Um, Thank you. I'm glad you got there. Uh, <laughs> really um, but like, uh, like, like, just consumable in the in, in like, mm. a, like a sub substantive way that we don't have. Right, okay. They have like it just has mm. that character. Does um, it like leave like a bit of sweetness on your tongue? Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, and that sweetness is again sort of like those sugar. Yeah, a little bit of that plumminess. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe like raisiny, like non-sweetened raisins is probably what the end okay. is. It's just a little bit of fruit, but mostly just sort of generic sweetness. Mm -hmm. And it's rounded by that like sort of low medium grade of just roasted malt. Again, because it's yeah. the malts aren't super strong, you're getting a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of touch of coffee, but not a lot because the malts are just sort of subdued, which... Uh, I wasn't expecting. I was thought that it would just be a lot more of a multi ball. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I've never. Yeah, I, I'm, it makes me want to try other Baltic porters because it seems like. Yeah. Mm, it yeah. seems like it's like a, a porter that's not super reliant on the malts and is it has like a fruity sweetness going on. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you just said just completely reminds me of my thoughts. I'm. Like, I'm sure it was a Baltic porter that I had. Might have been last week. I have to check on tapped Juice Loose mm -hmm. Nine, but um, yeah, ex absolutely all those uh, qualities that you just just described must just be something that comes with the style. But yeah, it's 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 different. It's it's not just a porter. It has I think it has more depth than like yeah. Just the average I, mean, I think porter. I think it, it may it might not even be depth. It might actually be breadth. Like taking in these like yeah fruity yeah. sweetness notes. Like I'm sure some of them do have depth but it's actually just like it's adding to the general porter, yeah. yeah the porter schema so like it's just mm. more things going on to start and then whether they go deep or not is a different yeah not, not 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 nothing that's better like quantifiably better just more mm. as you say more things going on more things to balance yeah exactly mm. good. good good um just to, uh, I mean, just to finish off the chat about this, these beers, um, this Shadow Future. The more I drink it, um, the more I can. It's coming, becoming a little bit more complex. The more I drink, mm. and the rye is starting to kind of kick in a little bit to give a slightly 
I mean, it's not spiced, but that's kind of the word that comes to mind. Um, I'm not sure how else to kind of describe it. There's this kind of slight spiciness, slight warmth mm. sort of towards the end of the flavour. And it kind of sits up there with that kind of very roasted, almost smoky uh, kind of uh, nature to it as well. And it just kind of gives it just that little bit extra. I'm saying this is kind of like a no frills beer almost, but it, it does have, uh, you know, a few different levels to kind of to what it's doing. And, and, and that roastedness kind of moves into that smokiness, which then moves into a slightly warm kind of almost, mm. it's not quite spiced, but I can't quite yeah. pick the, <laughs> the word out that I want right. that kind of, you know, picks, describes that better than, than spiced currently. Yeah. Um, but it, it just it, it's building very nicely you know the more i drink and i suppose i'm yes. uh, i'm well i say that i'm maybe a third of the bottle down currently so it's taking a little bit of time to kick in but then yeah. um, you know i'm full of grapefruit so <laughs> um that being said into... I, i've been able to just to like completely polish off one that i've been drinking <laughs> oh, i don't wow. even know how that's happened it's like i've got that much like left in, in the time that we've just talked about it yeah, I, I didn't even realise myself drinking it. Maybe it's better yeah. than I thought. Like, just yeah. one of those. It's just very just, easy to drink. Just Poor so time. dry. Yeah, you have to <laughs> come back to it instantly. So one of the nice things about the Baltic Porter with Boundary from North is that it leaves you wet and not bitter, kind of sweet. So mm. like, I have like none of the standard indicators to for, sort of push you towards another sipper there, except. Do I want to taste this again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like everything is set up to me for me to sip this and enjoy it and slowly drink it. While the last beer I had was very much like a so sort of dry and bitter. It was like kind of need another sip now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mine's gone. <laughs> Don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> you, you, you did have a third beer. I did, but uh, sort of that. So, that was a 9% like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. Um, so, in that case, hit the desk. Yeah. <laughs> ben, have you talked about the taste of your beer? Yes, you have. Yes, I have. I have. But so I do want to talk about I do want to talk about a game. Oh, I was going to ask you about the night I missed. So I could oh, the Stout Night. Stout Night. Yeah. Uh, yes, me and uh, Alex Malpass went down to um, Stout Night at Bottles and Books. Co founder tried... of Tanked Up, Alex Malpass. Yes, former founder of Tanked Up, Alex Malpass. And you know, he's still um, No, founder. he's still the founder. He's not a former founder. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> former host. Founder and former host. Um, we went down and Bottles and Books had on five Imperial Stouts. Um, I can't remember the, the first one. Like, I just cannot remember it at all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it happens. It, it, yeah. it does. It does. Um, it was nice. Um... But everyone's the, the favorite adjective kind of it was it was yeah it, but i mean it was pleasant it was pleasant enough but the ones we had uh after that and it was only about 10 percent. i think i tried to start on the lowest percentage and kind of work my way up um so the next one that i had was from um i don't know whether it's keys or kes it's k-e-e-s oh it's called yeah. brewery keys Bre right. yeah brewery keys is yeah. what i thought it was probably saying uh, it wrong it's probably but they it's probably a silent k or something oh it's probably an <laughs> likely, yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean that was that was k stand for keys or keys 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 keys, keys. Probably uh, 
<laughs> that was that was a nice stout. It was very easy to kind of drink. Had a little bit of um, it was whiskey. I think that was the one that was whiskey barrel aged. Oh, nice. Mm. It was whiskey barrel aged. But maybe it was a bit <laughs> too much whiskey. Yes. Um, and a- alongside that, barrel. that's why you can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> not enough woodiness. Uh, yeah, probably. Mm. Alongside that, I think Alex had the um, the Lervig. Um, yes. oh, is it with someone it's... else? Is it a collaboration with somebody else? I don't think it is. I think it's just. Oh the... man, too many stouts. Just fun. yes. <laughs> too many high percentage imperial stouts. Just um, you, you, you did. Bit. You did. Basically, did. I drank five beers and they were fucking good. You you went on untapped throughout the night though, so for I'm gonna well, check I because I, yeah, I really want to give a shout out to. I was gonna say it's I, one of my favorite. I'm pretty sure you did. You said yeah, you I, were. So I so I didn't put the first one on. Oh, which is why I don't remember what it is. I was gonna say because that way, if you can't immediately recall, we could always just tell the listener untapped slash user slash tanked up or whatever the url but like look for yeah tanked up tanked up podcast so we had let's just go from the beginning ah uh, here we go here we go the second one i had was the um the kodiak stout from brew york which oh, yeah. was the which oh. was the whiskey barrel age one did which... they not have the um tonkoko stout no oh, that is their stout, best one i thought uh, was a bit too much licorice and a mm. bit too much whiskey I didn't rate yeah. that one at the time. I then had from uh, this. So the best one that I had was from Brewery Keys, which was the yes. caramel fudge stout. Oh, I remember you mentioning this on the yep. uh, our messenger chat, and I was like, "God damn, yes. that sounds yeah. so tasty." I'm so sad uh, that I'm still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and alongside that, we also had from Northern Monk the um, Burundi Coffee Death uh, Imperial Stout as well, which was nice. Not quite as coffee as kind of expected, I think. Um, and then we didn't put on the other stout. I don't know why. I'm trying to find it. But why then find it? we moved on to Color Screen from Left Handed Giant, an Imperial or a double IPA, 9% IPA, which is really good and stood up really well to all of the stouts. Uh, really nice IPA, has some oats in there that. that came through quite a lot that's why i'm just looking at my fucking what i've said i'm probably fucked at this point looks more like a wheat beer imagine that's the oats made an impact after all the stout that doesn't fucking say anything does it dickhead hey 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 my description is rubbish don't be mean to my friend ben he was drunk (laughs) it was drunk yes um but it was it sounds like a really good night and it sounds like they're that's a thing that bottles and beer are gonna bottles and books yeah, Bottles and books, yeah. They, yeah. They, I think they're going to do another Imperial <laughs> Stout night. They're actually they're having um, Unbarred in as well um, for a tap takeover and meet yes. the brewer type event too. Nice. Um, I wish they were of... better accessible for me by bus. Yeah, it's quite good for me by bus. <laughs> well, it's the closest, for... the closest. Bowl I was going to say, but that's just because you don't live in the city. Yeah, that's and true. It happens to be up north of the city, so yeah. But there's Try no the, direct uh... bus for my 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 end of town, right? Mm. Yeah, you got to get two, I think, haven't you? Yeah. Try the um, if they have it, the honeycomb milkshake pale, because uh, I really like that. One. By um, whom, sorry? Uh, on board. If, oh, if um, yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure the beer is called like um, from Lervig is called Sipping into Darkness. Yes, that is the is, one. Yeah, that's yeah. the beer from Lervig. Yeah, Bor- yeah, Bor- which, which I didn't put on untapped. Yeah. Yeah, I had it in at the. Was the craft beer festival it was i mean a lot of the beers there were like 
like quite high strength. A lot of them are stouts, like 10, 11, 12 percent. Uh, the Lurvigit is 12 percent, but yeah, that's you know, if it's not my favorite beer of the year, it's tied with the Magic mm. Rock, uh, mm. Dear Dead Lady. So nice, yeah, really nice. Good. I think the um, the the brewery keys that the caramel fudged up on the night just picked it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I think it was definitely the best beer of the night for me it, it was it was lovely it had a um a slight kind of smokiness to it it had a, a lovely sweetness to it 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 gave like the the i assume it's kind of like the malt's kicking in it gave that kind of cakey kind of flower not flowery kind of flavor but it, it just that kind of uh, you know, like sponge cake kind of flavour to it as mm, well. So it yeah, had yeah. that that caramel. It had a bit of a smoky kind of fudge to it, but it also had that kind of that slightly sweet, cakey flavour to it as well. And it being what was it? I think it was called caramel fudge cake, and it just it fitted it fitted perfectly with with the description. It seemed that like it was exactly what they're going for, unless they made a beer and they went, oh, it tastes like caramel fudge, let's call it that. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think for me that that one just sat so well. Nice. That, um, nice. That, yeah. Mm, yeah. Starts for this game, Ben. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to have enough time to kind of go into it, really, because um, I've got a hard stop this evening. But um, I have started uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which listeners will have heard about before with Lucy speaking about it two weeks ago. Two weeks yes. ago. You were on the there. episode, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I own I'm, it, and I'm planning to play a little bit this weekend if I get enough work done ooh, this okay. not weekend. So nice. let's 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 leave a, a, a bigger chat about it till next weekend, because I think I may be... I, I don't know. It, it, it's a difficult game to kind of gauge how far through I am, because you can uncover how all of these people died but still have no idea who they fucking are (laughs) who is this man he's a bozeman or he's Mm. a midshipman what the fuck a midshipman is i gotta constantly go back to the glossary glossary. to be like who is the mid (laughs) what is a midshipman okay that's a midshipman brilliant and then you know i'm moving through all of these different vignettes and suddenly i'm in the rigging i'm like oh well i can definitely see how that guy died brilliant okay what's he doing up here okay okay i can see that yep who is he well i don't know i can't link him to any other scene in anywhere else and it it, it's such a good like detective game that you have to deduce so much from so little but there the clues are there they're just so they're they're just so kind of littered subtle. around and subtle no, that you know this guy dies but you don't know who he is until you know like 10 deaths time when suddenly <laughs> he appears again and is part of that scene and someone may you know occasionally a name is said and it may it may be that guy that was talking because you don't have uh you know you don't have a picture of the person and then text underneath them to say who is talking you have a blank screen and then mm. voice acting with just text on the screen. So you don't know who is saying what, which is very clever to allow that openness to it. H- having played it... Um, and you're um, done I- now, right? Oh, yeah, I finished yeah. it. I finished it over two two days because I couldn't right. put it down. But just hearing you say this, it, it, 
I'm internally laughing because it's just like, <laughs> oh Ben, <laughs> so, like, all the clues are there. I think the only thing, <laughs> I think the only thing that um, Adil, you 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 posted the link to, is it zero punctuation? Yeah, yeah. Um, his review of it. Which... Um, He's pretty hit and miss since ten years ago, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I, I thought he he made a good argument for this game, apart from yeah. him not liking the music because the music is absolutely incredible. But um, he was saying that there was some guesswork, and there is some guesswork. But the only yeah. guesswork there is is probably the Chinese. Um, That's exactly what he said. Well, yeah, although apparently you can you can for it it's just it's just a very the smallest detail in terms yeah, of that. Not, but i did have to yet. chop and change with yeah. them but other than that all the clues are there so yeah then you so saying who is he this also, guy? No, he also mentioned <laughs> um the two like the, the two feet the only two female passengers or there's there's three but one of is very obvious the yes. other two female passengers um and i basically kind of looked at the pictures and went you know, one of them is a miss something. Yeah, and looking at these pictures, going, which one looks younger? Yes. Yeah. Maybe and, and, this but I think that's, 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 that's historical context, right? Like, yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, it is. But there's also you then you then move through to a, a, a scene where actually one is protecting the other one, mm -hmm. which then makes it quite apparent which one is which. Yeah. So because one's the, the mom. <laughs> Uh, no, no, the, the, no, then. no, no, no. It's two know. different women. Well, not, then, not, not related. Why are you saying one's a parent? Hey, like me. Um, <laughs> 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 I think it, it's it's a very <laughs> odd one because it, you feel that from the first few scenes, which involve um, kind of one character fighting off several characters, essentially. Uh, and and quite an easy kind of lead-in almost right. to understanding who maybe two or three characters are maybe maybe just two but uh it, it then like takes the story in a complete direction that i wasn't even thinking but has just kept me super intrigued and like suddenly the scene kicks in I'm like fuck yeah. What is this? What is like going straight on? off the bat, and you just like, jeez, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be this. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, it's quite relentless in that sense yes. as well. That you don't, you almost feel like you don't have time to take stock and breathe a little bit. That mm. I, I mean, I've got a page kind of, you know, an A4 page that's just full of like names and and trying to chart scenes, and actually, it's it's quite a. It's not convoluted, but the way it's presented is quite convoluted. That you mm. kind of have to get your head around how yeah. that all works out. Yeah, um, and and there is a point in in the overall story, well, overall playthrough of the game, where you do just you know hit a brick wall. And right. It, that's like a lot of it. I, I like it to like a point and click. It's like you've got all the things in like your inventory. You're just missing out on yeah. what you have to do with it. And then, as soon as you do that one thing, everything yeah, else starts tumbles. clicking into place. Yeah, yeah. completely. Um, yeah. The same with this game, and it's like that brick wall is just realizing how much depth there is to those scenes. And once you get past that brick wall, it's like, so, okay, you start piecing things together. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that in the zero punctuation review, I'm sorry, I I do, I'm literally writing about the nature of logic on day in day out. Is he calls it deductive inference, but it's clearly abductive inference. <laughs> I don't. You said two words. I don't know what so, they mean. 
so <laughs> deductive inference is like it is clearly the case based purely on the fa on the statements. Abductive mm -hmm. inference is like it's most likely the case. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Inference to best explanation is what science is. It's abductive inference, and mm -hmm. it seems to me what makes this game interesting is that it gives you clues that you have to make conclusions on, but you don't have the whole thing spelled out like you do in like the back-and-forth mechanics yeah. of yeah. adventure games. So what mm -hmm. makes it super interesting is that it's abductive inference. It, mm -hmm. It's Yeah, because it's like the game's giving you everything, but, you know, all the clues and everything. Everything's in the game, but it takes you as a person and having knowledge about... Well, that's what I mean, right? Other so, things like yeah, so, you know, so the, dialects, accents, you know. Exactly. So, so the reason like why it's abductive mm. is because the clues it gives you doesn't say it's definitely this person. There's other things yeah. going on, and if you know those other things, pretend. So you could just abductively make guesswork, like it's probably this person. Yeah. But and it's not like you, the rest yeah. of the world. Some of these might be deductive inferences if you know exactly what a midshipman is, and it's not in the glass yeah. yeah. or yeah. whatever. But like, yeah. it seems like it plays in exactly this difference of like some of it is sort of guesswork, but like grounded guesswork. Mm -hmm. That to me is what's exciting because then the, uh, otherwise you're just following an algorithm because the answer is somewhere. I just need to click on enough things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I give up mm -hmm. on adventure games sometimes because like I don't care that I missed this thing. So <laughs> why I didn't like so the, the some of the later levels of Portal Two were like that, right? It was just like explore the I world until you find the spot, uh, uh, and then no. you throw the thing and you find the spot, and that's you all. Can't speak ill of Portal Two, not, <laughs> not in my presence, though. But no, like, no. Like, there was a fundamental <laughs> difference between the two games, right? One was like a, it's in certain points in Portal Two, it was a hunt and peck game, which I disliked. Anyway, Loved moving game, on. But before I, I just that. come down to Bristol and throttle you, uh, <laughs> this is very much like it's like sort of like The Witness, where it's like it's teaching you all the mechanics as you go on. Right. You don't need yeah. any like you know knowledge external to the game. Everything's internal, like everything. Right explain to you within the mechanics of that game mm. whereas it, it's, it's nice to be like oh yes i'm I, I i can think for myself the game's just not leading me along it's like no you actually have to know stuff which yeah, the game's not gonna say you know tell you it's not like we're gonna be like you know go into a menu here's an audio clip of someone who sounds scottish it's like no <laughs> it's like you, you have to know that exactly i'm, I'm right. I, I definitely uh, i definitely misplaced or misnamed someone and, mm -hmm. uh, and got from like yeah that is that is the guy from looking at a scene it looks like this is the person and then mm -hmm. you know a couple of scenes that i'm like no definitely not him this yeah. is that that's him it, this is definitely him and suddenly when i realized it was him mm -hmm. i placed him and another you know death popped up and then then that, that clicked in with another three deaths so suddenly yes. i knew that those three had clicked in mm -hmm. so right. i think currently i've got 12 correct okay i think it's so you're 16. Fifth of the way yeah 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 so i'd say uh, probably I... around maybe mid 30s it's like okay who the hell are these people yeah. <laughs> mm, i mean because it, it presents a lot of people in certain scenes mm. But obviously, you don't get any information on who that they, they just happened to be there. Mm -hmm. You don't know who they are or why they were there, and, and then suddenly there's a different, there's two completely different scenes in a different kind of chapter, a different part of a story that relate to that person, and them just being in that scene is not a red herring as such. 
That's just they were there as part of that action. No, they, they were there have... for a reason. Like everyone, that's the thing about this game. Mm, okay, everyone is okay. there for a reason. Everyone's in a certain mm, position mm, for a reason, standing next to this person or that person for a it, reason. So this has <laughs> to do with your idea of like, or your your claim that once mm-hmm. you understand the pure depth of the game, you, you things get... click into place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll, when you'll we'll say return... you, you, you'll, you'll figure it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll return to this game when when you've had a little bit of a poke with it as well, Adol. Yeah. Um, to to I mean, hopefully both of us can finish it before next episode. I can't. I don't imagine we have the time to be able to do so. But uh, at wow. some point, we may have kind of like an all access chat about this yeah. game. I think we uh, should because it's one of the best be, games I mean, I've played this year. Mm. I think maybe we'll, we'll, that should be one of our bonus episodes. <gasps> Ooh, that, Sunday I mean, night action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing we've talked about in the past, but like, it might be useful to think about like just an hour talking about the ins and outs of Game X. Yeah, yeah, because mm. yeah, we're very cautious and like we don't don't want to spoil it for each other, let alone people listening. Yeah, yeah but if we yeah, if it, if it's yeah. a separate thing that's just about spoilerificness, then I think that's fine. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So I can tell you about all the things found in Red Dead. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, right. That's a good place to finish for this week. We'll round out, I think, our beers, and then actually let's let's smash through plugs first, super quickly. You can get me at whoa, no whoa, underscore. whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not doing beers and plugs. This no, is... we're doing plugs Don't first. Don't change the format. People listen. People listen to beers and then turn off. No. So we want over underscore four mats, on... not three mats. Ah! What? Okay, he's Nova underscore forty seven bois <laughs> on all of the things. Oh, nice. Except all of the things because he's not bois at anything. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we are at could... tanked up underscore cast on Twitter, tankedupcast at gmail.com if you want to email. Go to outoflives.net to listen to other podcasts, read other articles, and generally hang out with us. Lucy, if people want to talk mm. to you, how do they do so? Uh Juicy Loose Nine on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam and Untapped. Brilliant. And at, at Tank Top Lucy Tank on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah. At all, if people want to talk to you, how do they do so? Yeah, I'll go fuck off. I need to write my dissertation. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, at the Omniarch on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm, all of the think, things? Yeah. All of the things? Well, I saw my Xbox, but it's not an Xbox account because that's what my Windows games are. So one of the reasons yes. why I sold my Xbox was I still wanted to play Horizon, but I could do it um, on the PC. Horizon, oh, yeah, on the PC. Yeah. Games Pass come to PC, so that's good news. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I still have a PlayStation 4. I haven't turned it on for months. I might. I, may, I forgot to take <laughs> Spider-Man off your hands. Yes, I remember uh, about an hour after you left. I'm like, oh, I didn't take Spider-Man. Yeah, which oh. Did I, I talk about the missing last week, didn't I? Yeah, it's fine. Yes. Carry um, on. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, it's like, uh, stop the press after talking about I, I will admit, I think I might try and play video games a little more in the next little while because uh, I do need downtime from the dissertation. Now, now I'm trying to... I, I like, had a week of clearly burning myself out, and I was like, mm. oh, I need breaks. Oh, you know what I like doing in my breaks? Video games. Why am I doing video games? No reason, just I think they're bad because they're like, like just because they're taking dissert- your time up. Yeah, dissertation yeah. stress doesn't make sense, and I'd rather do that than watch more episodes of season two of Luke Cage because I'm already bored. Oh, I've got I about three episodes in, like, uh, I think I'm on five episodes in, and 
Yeah. I mean, it's no Daredevil season three. That's awesome. I so the thing Which is, is I'm trying to catch up. Which is so good. And so, like, I've seen Jessica Jones season two. All right, that was that Cage was awful. Season... That was worse than probably Iron Fist, Luke Cage season two, and ooh, everything else put together. Ooh, I think I it... didn't mind it. I didn't I mind it. It was awful. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that next episode. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. If you want, I, <laughs> if, if you do want to hear some thoughts about daredevil and whatnot and uh marvel netflix stuff uh ben's a couple articles on uh out of lives.net <laughs> yes that's the one <laughs> also stay tuned later this week we will release the first episode of the relaunch of this next act at the new location Ooh. after the last bar closed uh, <laughs> for most of the summer um so yes Stay tuned for that if you want yes. to laugh. There was some a bit of it's humor. The first, yeah, the first episode was great. It was a really great lineup, and it was Isaac, my buddy, who started the nights last night, and he has a killer set. Nice, cool. Yeah, a good thing to uh, to finish our plugs on. Thank you very much, sir. I should be. Oh, right, we still I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed beers. the other episodes. So, God beers, damn it! Yes. you fucked everything up. I don't like this. I am. <laughs> I am on record saying I don't like plugs before beers. Okay, that's fine. We'll start with you then, uh, so you don't finish off. Uh, out of the two beers you had, which did you prefer? Two very oh, different it's beers. really tough. They're mm. both really good. I've never had a Baltic Porter. I really like the balance. Um, it's seven percent. It, but the the like the like plum fig date sort of type of fruit. That sweetness really won me over. Never had mm, a Porter. Yeah. Porter, there wasn't like that was just so sweet and like on the multi side light, mm. but clearly a porter. Um, compared to the <laughs> Dippo, which I think I might have to give it to the Great Divides Hercules, not because okay. um, I like Dippos more than Porters, but like there was something about that like biscuity undertone to a very strong Dippa that was very hoppy and as like a way that like when I first got into uh sort of craft or microbrew beer it was like we're gonna be as hoppy as fuck mm -hmm. and you're just gonna have to deal with that and it was like that level of hoppiness but because the malts just are doing more things as well mm. just don't notice that it's that like level of hoppiness and i i just i've never had a beer that's been so like clearly hoppy but in a yeah. way that you, it kind of tricks you because okay. it's doing something else at the same time and i found like I, honestly it's just it's very unique in that sense, so I think nice. I have to give it to the Hercules, but also it's it's tight because I really mm. enjoyed this porter. Like they're both yeah. fantastic beers; you can't go wrong with either. So essentially, yeah, drink, yeah. drink both beers. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I just cheat and say both. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not you, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lucy, cheat. it's mm. a strict ordering. <laughs> which, which did you prefer? Yeah, it's a clear winner for me today. I mean, mm. even though I somehow just polished off the Bebe uh, from Black Iris, um, the clear winner is uh, Clinging to Summer from uh, Be the Town and Firestone. Mm. Uh, it's just a really well-balanced IPA that it's, it's really drinkable, even though it's like 7.4%. 7 um, yeah. It's... Everything that you want from IPA, well balanced. It's citrusy and fruity at the start. It's very hoppy. It's got that nice bite from the bitterness at the end. It's just perfectly balanced. Really good. And nice. Definitely pick up another can of that. 
Ooh. I don't think I've seen. I haven't seen Beaver Town. Like as we said, mm. we mentioned Beaver Town. I haven't seen it down here for ages. Yeah. Maybe a uh, like an online purchase, possibly. Yeah. For a lot and of people. It, yeah, and if anyone's worrying about the quality of Beaver Town, no need to. Mm. Still, still. Nice. That's good to know. One of the best brewers in in the country. Good. Excellent. Good. Um. So I'll finish then with the two. Uh, beers that I had, which were the Unbarred uh, Single Hop Single Fruit Series Grapefruit and Simcoe, the number one of the SHSF, and the Shadow Future from Good Chemistry. Both beers were doing something um, very specific. So the Shadow Future is kind of a very well-made, kind of no-nonsense, no, no um, big-hit stout it's very well made it, it, it is the more you drink it the, the complexity kind of reveals itself to you um the unbarred uh had a, a lovely kind of balance between that grapefruit and a little bit of that sweetness and oatiness from the malts as mm. well mm. the blood in. and I, I think between the two i i think i'm gonna go for the unbarred just because it the, the the shadow future kind of unveiled itself you know the more i drank so i got a third close to a half through the bottle right and then the flavor kind of started to unravel a little bit whereas with the unbarred the flavor kind of unraveled within those first few sips mm. um that it showed its well-balanced uh kind of complexity quite quickly uh, I mean, both of these I would have again, absolutely no doubt. And both of these I would have again, kind of now, straight after. Uh, so, I mean, they're quite equal in those sorts of terms. Um, the Shadow Future obviously being a little more light in the um, in the alcoholic percentage. That I don't think makes much of a, a, a difference in terms of kind of like sessionable qualities. Because the Unbarred kind of masks that 7% quite well. Right. So I think I think I'm going to go for the unbar this week. Cool. Nice. Cool. So I, I, that was my prediction, just based on the fact that historically we've always identified grapefruit as a flavor. Right. And so something that is explicitly grapefruit seems like a, a slam dunk. Mm. Rather than having to work against or try and work with something else, yeah. It makes sense. It's good. I should be picking up more single hop, single fruit series beers from Unbarred. <laughs> yeah, I'm super cool. excited for that series. Um, I'm I wasn't familiar yeah. with it. Mm. No, neither mm. was I. Have a look out. Oh, there we go. That. We all learn something new every day. And now we've already done plugs. I'm not really sure how to end the podcast because, because you fucked, fucked it with it. <laughs> Thank you. So all so, there is to do is play Red Dead and leave. Is play Red Dead. Yeah, let's or play more Oberdin. Yes. Or some one of those, and or some Red Dead Revolver, yeah. and stream it. <laughs> you, tube, you, Live. put in that way. Which way is he to you? He's that I way to me. Say. He's that way to me. <laughs> I meant. Oh wait, does everyone have me in the far right? You're in the middle. Oh no, far left the right. me. Oh man, this is confusing. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> far left uh, for me and far left for the viewer. Watching yeah, us on YouTube because they see my screen rather than everybody else's. Uh, we we don't exist. Tanked, tanked up, up for one more week. 
And so the last thing we have to say is, ciao. No, ben, you can't disappear before saying goodbye. I said bye. Sexual? <laughs>